guys, I'm back with another episode from my podcast, Boxing Talks with Ashley. And in this episode, I'll be talking about the history of Thomas Hearns. And before I start talking about the history of him, I gotta say a few things. So the first thing I gotta say is don't mind the background noise. The second thing I gotta say is I may say some repeated stuff. The third thing I gotta say is I may mess up a little bit. And the fourth thing I gotta say is don't forget to tell your friends and family about this podcast. So yeah, guys, I'm gonna get started. So Thomas Hearns was born on... Uh, October 18, 1958. He is a retired American professional boxer who competed from 1997, from 1977 to 2006, nicknamed the Motor City Cobra and more famously the Hitman. Hearns became the first boxer in history to win world titles in four divisions. He would also become the first fighter in history to win five world titles in five different divisions. Hearns was named Ring Magazine's Fighter of the Year in 1980 and 1984 and is best known for his fights with Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler and Roberto Duran. Born in Grand Junction, Tennessee on October 18, 1958, Hearns was the youngest of three children in his mother's first marriage. With her second marriage, six children joined the first three other three on her own, Mrs. Hearns raised Tommy and his siblings in Grand Junction until Tommy was five years old. Then the family moved to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Hearns had an amateur record of 155 wins and eight losses. In 1977, he won the National Amateur Athletic Union Light Welterweight Championship, defeating Bobby Joe Young of Steubenville, Ohio, in the finals. He also won the 1977 National Golden Gloves Light Waterweight Championship. Hearns began his professional boxing career in Detroit, Michigan, under the tutelage of Emmanuel Stewart in 1977. Stewart had changed Hearns from a light-hitting amateur to one of the most devastating punchers in boxing history. He won six world titles in five weight classes during his pro career, defeating future boxing Hall of Famers such as Pepino Suevas, Wilfred Benitez, and Virgil Hill and Roberto Duran. Hearns started his career by knocking out his 17 opponents in 1980. Hearns carried his 28-0 record into a world title match against Mexico's Pepino Suevas. Hearns ended Suevas' four-year reign by beating him by TKO in the second round. Hearns was voted Fighter of the Year by Ring Magazine in 1980. In 1981, Hearns, WBA champion with a 32-0 record and 30 KOs, fought the WBC champion Sugar Ray Leonard, who had 30 wins and one loss to unify the World Welterweight Championship in about the showdown. In this legendary fight, Hearns suffered his first professional defeat when Leonard stopped him in the 14th round. In the 13th round, yeah. In the 13th round, Leonard behind on points and all, on all three judges' scorecards needed a knockout to win. He came on strong and put Hearns through the ropes at the end of the round. Hearns was dazed, totally out of gas, and received a count of a count, but was saved by the bell. Leonard, with his left eye shut and t- 
time running out resumed his attack in the 14th. Hearns started the round boxing and moving, but after staggering Hearns with an overhand right, Leonard pinned Hearns against the ropes. After another combination to the body and head, referee Davy Pearl stopped the fight. Hearns and Leonard banked a combined $17 million for the fight, making it the largest purse in sports history. The following year, Leonard retired due to a detached retina caused by Hearns' jab and there would be no rematch until 1989. Hearns moved up in weight and won the WBC Super Welterweight uh, at 154 pounds title from boxing legend and three-time world champion Wilfred Benitez who had 44 wins, one loss, and one draw in New Orleans in December of 1982 and defended that title against European champion Luigi Mincello, who had 42 wins and one loss. Uh, so yeah. And W2 at 12. I think he. I don't know. Roberto Duran, in which he became the first boxer to KO, Duran is seen as his pinnacle achievement, earning him his second Ring Magazine Fighter, Fighter of the Year award in 1984 during his time. Super welterweight champion Hearns also ventured into the middleweight division, losing a legendary battle to disputed middleweight champion Marvin Hagler in 1985. Build a fight later known as the War. This su- this super bout is commonly known as the th- third three greatest bouts in history. The legendary battle ev- elevated both fighters to superstar status. Hearns was able to stand stun stand. Son Hagler soon after the opening bell, but he subsequently broke his right hand in the first round. He did, however, manage to open a deep cut over Hagler's nose that caused the ring doctor to consider a stoppage. The fight, however, was allowed to continue at this point uh, with the ringside commentators remarking on the fact that the last thing Hagler wants or needs is for this fight to be stopped on a cut. The battle did go back and forth some, but Hearns was unable to capitalize on his early success successes against Hagler, and the hand injury ultimately contributed to his ongoing undoing. So yeah. After the injury, he was unable to throw the type of devastating right hand power punches for which was known as a result. He began to use lateral movement and a good jab to keep Hagler at bay as best as he could under the circumstances. The tactic worked fairly well, but in the third round, a smiling Hearns turned his back on Hagler after an, an exchange. An exchange. This grave mistake allowed Hagler to trap Hearns on the ropes, where he a crushing right hand by Hagler knocked Hearns down. Hearns beat the count, but was clearly unable to continue, and the referee stopped the fight. Uh, despite the loss, Hearns um, garnered. A tremendous amount of respect from fans and boxing uh, 
aficionados alike, considering the punch, the uh, considering the popularity of a fight and the level of competition, a rematch seemed to be a foregone conclusion, but never materialized. Hearns quickly made amends um, by dispatching the undefeated rising star James Blackgold Scholler with a devastating first one knockout in 1986. Two weeks after the fight, Scholler was killed in a motorcycle accident. Hertz presented the NABF championship belt to Scholler's family at his funeral, saying he deserved to keep the belt as he had held it longer than Hearns. Other notable world title fights include did six knockdowns of three-time world champion Dennis Andrews to win the WBC light heavyweight title in March 1987. His four-round destruction of the feared Juan Moldan, who had a record of 63 wins and two losses later that year to claim the WBC middleweight title, his TKO ring magazine, 1988 upset of the year lost to Iran Barkley in his first um, defense of the same title and is and his win against James the he kitchen uh, who had a record of 43 wins and three losses for the newly created WBO super middleweight title Hearns had to wait until 1989 for a rematch with Sugar Ray Leonard, this time for Leonard's WBC Super Middleweight title. This was Hearn's sixth super fight, a uh, uh, fight which much of the public believe Hearns won, flooring Leonard in both the third and eleventh rounds. However, the judges scored the fight a controversial draw. Leonard, after admitted that he believed Hearns had beaten him and that he was gifted the draw, stating that fighters were in 1-1 one, one in his book. Um, uh, in 1991, uh, he would see one last great performance by the aging hitman as he challenged the undefeated WBA heavyweight champion Virgil Hill in Hill's uh, uh, defense of the title, Hearns would return to his amateur roots and outbox the champion to win a convincing decision and added a sixth world title to his illustri- his illustrious career. It, on uh, October, on I meant to say on March 20th, 1992, Hearns lost the title on a split decision to Iron Barkley, but continued to compete uh, and won his next eight bouts on June 23, 1997. Hearns appeared on a WWE telecast performing in a storyline making used to kayfabe where he was taunted and challenged by pro wrestler Brett Hitman Hart. Um, Hearns attacked Jim Need Hart and knocked him down as he was standing in front of Hart officials then entered the ring and broke up the con- the um, con- con- t- 
Federation Contradiction on April 10, 1999, Hearns traveled to England and beat Nate Mitter by unanimous decision to claim the Vaccin uh, IBO Cruiserweight title. His first defense of this title was held on April 8, 2000, when he faced Uriah Grant. The first round was competitive, with Hearns appearing hurt by a solid right to the jaw. Both fighters traded blows in the second round until Hearns appeared to injure his right ankle. He survived the round but was forced to retire and uh, injured at the end of it. The crowd booed its displeasure and Hearns took the microphone and promised the, his fans that he'd be back. Hearns fought two more winning bouts, winning both fights by TKO. His final fight was on February 4, 2006 against Shannon Landberg. He had a record of 61 wins, 48 of those wins by knockout, five losses, and four of his losses were by knockout and one draw. Hearns' family is a fixture on Detroit sports scene. His mother, Louis Hearns, is a fight promoter. Their company, Hearns Entertainment, his promote has promoted many cards, including the Mike Tyson and Andrew Golota bout in 2000. His son, Ronald Hearns, is also a boxer, and he fought on the undercard of his father's last couple of fights. Hearns currently lives in Southfield, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit. Due to personal financial issues, Hearns was forced to auction off his possessions at the auction block of Detroit, Michigan. On April 3rd, uh, 2010, uh, items included were a 1957 Chevy 47 fountain boat and a slew of collector's member billow. His debit to the IRS was $250,000. Was he took responsibility for a pain and tenor debit, which he said he was accured um, from being overly generous toward his large extended family. So yeah, guys, this is the history of Thomas Hearns. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, before I ended, I end this uh, episode, uh, don't forget to uh, tell your friends and family about this podcast. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Peace.